This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It was two years ago today, July 18th, 2017, that we heard from this man. I can't wait to get started. I know British Columbia can't wait to get started. We have the team, we have the plan, we're committed to getting it done. You can count on that. Each and every day, we're gonna work as hard as we can to realize that great potential. We're ready to get started, let's go. Thank you very much. All right, of course, that is Premier John Horgan sworn in two years ago today. Yes, that's right. The NDP government here in British Columbia has been in power for two years. So happy anniversary to John Horgan. Uh, let's talk about this now with our BC Politics panel. We got Shannon Waters. She is the chief reporter for British Columbia Today, national content manager for Queen's Park today. Is that right? Okay. Shannon, thanks for coming in. Yeah, great to be here, Mike. Thank you for being here. Also, we got McLean Kay, the editor-in-chief of or- the Orca BC. M- McLean, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me on. Okay, guys. L- uh, Shannon, let me start with you. Two years ago today, Horgan is sworn in. I got to think that Horgan must be pretty pleased with the way this is going. What are your thoughts? I do. I do think that uh, the Premier seems to be enjoying himself leading the province, and it also seems like members of the opposition think that the Premier is having a great time leading the province. One of them told me that they see Horgan as being full of glee um, at still being the Premier, and one of the things... A liberal told you that. Yes. Did he say that with a hint of bitterness in his voice when he said that? I would say more rueful, a a little bit rueful. Um, But so I started covering politics like focusing on politics as a reporter in the fall of 2017. And basically as soon as I walked in the building, everybody was like in six months, we're going to be back at the polls. This green NDP Alliance is going to fall apart. Right. That didn't happen. And then they said, well, maybe at the year mark, you know, things won't have been going all that smoothly. They've disagreed and that hasn't happened either. So I have to think that those who are in government and their allies, the greens are pretty pleased to still be here two years in. Okay. McLean, your thoughts. Well, I'd actually agree that uh, in many ways their their greatest accomplishment is that they're still here. The popular wisdom was that they would go through an alert early in election. Um, and yes, uh, they're still riding high in the polls, but there are some pitfalls along the way and some things that may prove to be an issue in two years' time. Things like the community uh, benefit agreements, uh, the caribou plan, uh, the fact that they've sort of reversed themselves on Massey Tunnel. So there are some sort of uh, brush fires that they're going to need to stamp out. Okay, don't you think like Horgan... I mean, Shannon, if you go back two years ago, like you said, when people were predicting, oh, this thing could all unravel very quickly, like the, the typical shelf life for a minority government in Canada, I think on average is about 18 months, I recall. So here we are two years later. So he's already beaten those odds, I guess, and doesn't appear to be in any danger of falling anytime soon. Although this is still a slim majority they got here with their deal with the Green Party, but appears to be just steady as she goes. Yes, they seem to be on pretty solid footing ending the session. Um, there was no. some drama there again from the opposition. And I think one of the wild cards in sort of how things are going to go with the government is this legislature scandal that broke last November and continues to sort of pop up at times. Um, 
that could be something that throws a wrench in the works at some point, I guess. But we don't have like major points of disagreement between the NDP and the Greens have been the Site C Dam and LNG. Now, LNG is still kind of an issue. We haven't seen um, the dream of liquid natural gas fully realized in BC. And the Greens maintain they are dead set against it and will continue to try and oppose it as best they can. But at the same time, the ball is rolling there. And I don't see any other issues that are quite as contentious on the horizon going forward. McLean, what are your thoughts on Horgan's performance as Premier? I I personally think the guy's kind of overachieved. He's done better than I think a lot of people thought he might do. Uh, What are your thoughts on how he's done in the first two years here? I think overachieved is probably a good uh, description. This is somebody, let's remember, who didn't even want the job of being the NDP leader. Yeah. Uh, he kind of felt he, he his hand was forced, and uh, I think they thought that they weren't going to win that election in 2017 until during the campaign. Uh, I think he, uh, Shannon used the phrase gleeful. I think that's accurate. I think he yeah. has said himself on a number of times that the best day in government, or the worst day in government, is better than the best day in opposition. I think he's right about that. How about the how are the liberals doing two years later? I think they are they they took some time to, to sort of find their feet in opposition, and I think they're they're feeling it now. They have found some issues that are causing problems for the NDP, and they're not letting up on them. Um, like the, what? the Massey Tunnel is probably yeah. the best single example. This has been an issue that isn't going away, and um, the problem for the NDP is this is not something they can say you had 16 years. This is a plan that they canceled and uh, don't seem to have a realistic um, alternative. Okay. Shannon, your thoughts on that? On the George Massey Tunnel, yeah, I think that one's a bit of mess. I think there's a lot of people who are. Really how about frustrated. how about Horgan? Like, what do you think of Horgan's performance? Well, I like to call him Premier Dad, and I know yeah. I'm not <laughs> the only one yeah. because the man sure loves his dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he does seem to enjoy what he's doing. Um, I have been at the press conferences where, like McLean said, he's talking about the best days in government, and he's also talked fairly candidly about how he felt as the opposition leader and how different he feels as the premier getting to be productive rather than reactive and critical, getting to introduce policies that have an impact on people's lives. Now, on the flip side, I talked to some of the liberal MLAs who spent time as cabinet ministers and now find themselves as critics in opposition, and some of them are missing that. They said, you know, it's frustrating to only be in opposition, and you can still suggest ways for the government government to improve on its policy. You can criticize the ones that you think are, you know, terrible or destructive, but you can't make them change it because you're not in government. Okay, let me ask you about this is one of the give me an I'll give you an example of why I think Horgan's kind of a smart politician. McLean, let's see what you think about this. One of his vulnerabilities has been high gas prices, right? So the liberals I think were pretty clever in going after him on that. He kind of tried to flip the script on it and say, oh, it's got nothing to do with well, provincial government taxes on gas. It's these big oil companies are ripping you off. They're gouging you, right? So he called that public inquiry into gas prices that's going on right now in the city of Vancouver. I think the whole, th- I think this gas and price inquiry is a joke myself, but I do think in some ways it's kind of clever of him to do it because if he can even plant a seed of doubt or suspicion in the minds of voters that, hey, you know, these gas price, these gas companies are ripping us off. It's not Horgan's fault. Do you think that's smart of him? Or do you think that maybe this gas price inquiry in any way kind of backfires on him? 
I think it's smart in the very short term. I think uh, once the inquiry comes back, he's he might have a problem on his hands. And I think you wrote about this uh, yesterday, the day before. He has convinced a certain number of British Columbians that they're being gouged at the gas pumps. And there are another probably larger group that don't think that's the case, that it's more of an issue of high demand and, and restricted supply. The one thing everyone can agree on is that they're probably paying about as much as they possibly can for gas. And the only one who could conceivably do something about it, no matter what you think the, the issue is, is the premier. So I think he might have a problem in a year or so where he's going to be expected to do something, and I'm using air quotes around something, and um, it's not clear what his realistic options are. Jeff. Let's not forget as well that the BCUC, the BC Utilities Commission, who's doing this inquiry, has been barred from looking at what the province's policies might be doing. That's why it's a joke. That's why this thing is a joke, in my opinion. The other issue they're running into, if they were hoping to prove that companies are gouging, and the premier has used that word, gouging. Right. Um, is that these companies are saying, we can't participate in this. It will ruin our competitive edge. It's confidential information that you're asking for. And so at this point, there were technical difficulties on the BCUC feed yesterday. So I wasn't able to tune into the inquiry, but it's unclear at this point how much information they may actually be able to get from these companies to figure out whether or not they are gouging. Okay. Let me ask you this real quick and then we'll take a break, take some phone calls in the open line as well. And that's, the other break in sort of political story we're covering here on the show today, and it's Surrey City Councilor Jack Hundal, the latest to bail out on Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum. You guys cover provincial politics, but there's a provincial element to this, McLean, and that is the local police force that McCallum wants. That is now in the hands of this government. Mike Farnworth, the Solicitor General, has got to say yes or no to a local police force. When Farnworth looks and sees this turmoil at Surrey City Council, does that threaten the approval of this local police force, do you think? I'd say so. I think it's fair to say there's no great enthusiasm for this idea in the provincial government. And uh, with the turmoil in Surrey City Hall, it might even be prudent for them to kind of wait it out and see what else happens there. Shannon, what are your thoughts on that? Yes. Uh, so Minister Farnworth has the report that council had put together with the specifics of, you know, how this is going to be realized. And this is something that the province had been waiting for, saying, we're not going to comment on any of this until you give us a plan for how you're going to make this change. Right. And I agree with McLean. I think at this point, the province is probably thinking, we'll just wait and let them sort it out. Or maybe punt it back to them and tell them maybe you guys got to do a do-over here. Yeah, because members right. of the public have been frustrated at yeah. sort of a lack of consultation and having this plan sort of sprung on them. I remember when they did the open house maybe a couple months back now, a lot of people were just like, we want to see the details. So The politics panel, Shannon Waters, McLean Kay are my guests. We're talking about the two-year anniversary of the NDP in power. It was two years ago today that John Horgan was sworn in. As a premier, 604-280-9898 is the number to call. 604-280-9898, star 9898. On your cell, let's go to Amar in Burnaby. Hi, Amar. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. What do you think? Uh, It's a failing, Mark. We work in real estate. We're not building anymore. The 16 taxes that he brought in has completely crippled the market. The transfer tax, the home tax. The, the problems with uh, the carbon tax, where it went up four cents as first of April, and he's doing this inquiry spending money. We need a new government. At least with the Liberal government, uh, we could live with this 
party that's involved right now is just killing the economy completely. If we're not building in the next couple of years, there's going to be a shortage of supply of homes. We had three crews. We're down to one crew of building. And it, and it doesn't look get, like getting any better. We need a new government to step in here and be okay. re- more realistic. Amar, thank you very much for the call. Shannon, your thoughts on that? I do think the affordability issue could end up being an Achilles heel for this government. It's something they ran on. They said they were going to make it more affordable to live in this province, which is a gorgeous place to live. And so a lot of people want to live here, but it is not an affordable place to to make a life. And despite, you know, massive investments in, say, childcare and some in housing, um, they haven't, you know, they've raised taxes and they are spending that is money. It- they haven't been able to make it more affordable, really. Yeah, I mean, it, no, it's kind of ironic that they, they sort of ran on an affordability platform, and I thought it, they connected really well with voters on that. Could the liberals potentially turn the tables on them in the next election and say you failed to deliver on it and life is still unaffordable, McLean? I think that's exactly what's going to happen in two years. I mean, we were talking off air about uh, the employer's health tax uh, and how that has uh, not only caused cities to raise property taxes, uh, but in, in here in Victoria, they're actually cutting back on services because of it. I know that's not what your co- what our caller was calling about, but I think this is uh, affordability is going to be an Achilles heel for them. Mark in North Van. Hi, Mark. I know that's not what. Yeah. Hi there. Uh, hey. Yeah, go ahead. I uh, love your show. Just, uh, I'm, a, I'm a small business owner in North Van, and, and uh, just it, it, it's impossible to get employees because there's uh, the housing's too expensive. Yeah, thanks very much for that. So, the, yeah, again, goes back to the affordability. But what can the government? The government says if the government was here right now, they would say, "What do you, you know? We're spending a fortune on affordable housing, but you know, it's still tough for people." Shannon and it takes time like you're not going to fix a housing supply problem in two years i think you would struggle to fix it in four i think you might struggle to fix it in ten so this is a long-term issue that we're going to be dealing with and one thing that the premier has previously pointed out is that the living wage for vancouver the sort of real amount of money that it takes for a family to be able to survive has actually decreased recently and it's being attributed to investments in childcare, which makes things a lot more affordable for families with kids. But the housing thing is interesting to me. Like they've done a lot of kind of demand side stuff, McLean, with some of the taxes that you were talking about to try and kind of cool off a, a, like a distorted housing market. But I don't think they've done enough on the supply side to invigorate or to stimulate sort of building of new stuff that people can buy that's affordable. Any thoughts on that? I Well, I agree is the short version. I, I think that the, uh, the biggest solution that's possible here is going to be increasing supply. Um, that plainly isn't happening fast enough. And e- even some of their measures on the demand side, uh, I mean, the speculation tax numbers came out this week. And it's we're not talking about a large number of people or a, a huge amount of revenue here. Okay, let's go back to the phone lines. Tony in Surrey, hi. Hi, thanks for taking my call, Mike. I appreciate you allowing us to give our input. Uh, my, my, my interest in, I think the whole gas situation is that it's a red herring. It's distracting, it's misleading, and, uh, you know, and saying that, what is the answer, really? Like, well, what, what options do we have to, to inquire on the gas pricing? Like, how do, how do you find out these answers? Okay, th- thank you for the call. Well, like you said earlier, McLean, like, I think this gas price inquiry potentially in some ways maybe backfires on Horgan if it increases the expectation that he's actually going to do something about it. He's not going to cut taxes. He's already made that clear. I don't think he wants to do an aggressive market intervention and say we're now going to regulate gas prices and force you to lower your prices. So what's left for him to do? 
not much. Kind of run out the clock and hope that nobody notices and, and that another issue comes up because that's exactly right. Um, there's there's not a lot he can do that he seems willing to do um, because I mean, they can quibble about uh, the what the taxes go for, but the fact of the matter is, is a significant amount of what you and I pay at the pumps uh, goes to taxes. Yeah, we've got 30 seconds. Yeah, I think that once this inquiry wraps up and it's on the government to actually take action, they are going to find that they don't like a lot of the avenues that are open to them. And even the ones that are may not have the impact they were hoping for. We need more time, guys. We'll have to have you back in for an hour next time. So that went by really quick. Thanks a lot for coming in. Shannon, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, McLean. Thanks for having us on. Okay, thank you, guys. That's Shannon Waters, British Columbia Today. McLean K, the Orca BC. If you didn't get through on the open line, phone me on the buzz line. Leave me a voicemail there. 604-331-BUZZ. 604-331-2899.